0: All right, welcome back, folks. Today is July sixth. Is that right? Seventh. Se- oh, it's the seventh. Is it? okay? Anyways, I'll take your word for it. It's uh... well, it says on the calendar. Oh, it does. All right, there you go. So, July seventh, ten forty four p.m. in the evening, we've uh, both had a full, good, I don't know, productive but easy going Sunday. That's that was mine. How much yours? I had a great day. Time at church. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I did some math. All right, sweet. I'm joined again with Max Cleveland. We're, uh, we're going to get into a few things because it's been probably four two weeks, probably, since we've uh, done yeah, the podcast. So team. trying to get back in the groove of things as well as catch Max up and get some uh, some good insight onto the very notable people who've spoken out in the uh, podcast world as well as uh, just in the media and different sources. But I guess we uh let me ask Max where uh you enjoyed italy what what cities you enjoy man I enjoyed Italy a lot, and I went from north to south, okay, so
1: we started in Venice, which wasn't that cool, but my favorite city is Florence
0: now why so why I was Venice re- not that cool?
1: The reason why Venice is just not that cool is for a young person, okay, Venice is a retirement home is it real expensive uh it is decently expensive okay. But it's really for someone who wants to go and have a lot of money, and they're just a single couple at this point. Got gotcha. it. had their kids, you know, gone. Yeah. They'll go take a gondola The pace, ride. Of, the pace of things is a little so, slower. Too slow. Too slow for any young buck, is what I would say. But we then went on to Florence. And Florence is what I'll say is my favorite city in and a few reasons. It's a small city, but it's with a ton of history. But at the same time, it's got some fast-paced, you know, stylish areas very young okay. crowd hip crowd um you could just tour anywhere and go to any little shop but also go to some big name designer clothing stores if you're
0: in that's that, cool that right. of stuff. it's got
1: both then we went to Siena after that sienna S- let me tell you a little bit about Siena. i thought you went to rome that's our final destination ah okay so you went to four places yes but Siena sienna is something that was very interesting it's a small town Which has seventeen neighborhoods called contradas, and each neighborhood is marked off by its flag. So think of it kind of like New York City. New York City, you got different boroughs, yeah, districts. Well, it's yeah, the five boroughs: you got Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, uh, Staten Island. So you know, it's marked out like that. Well, this Siena has seventeen of them, and they're all marked out by their flag. They have a big crest for their neighborhood.
0: Now, did you have an idea about how many people were in each of these? What's the size of that city? Uh, I couldn't
1: couldn't tell you right off the hand, Um, but it's still pretty small. But anyways, they're all marked off by their flag. Um, and I think that was probably some crime families back in the day, if I had to to speculate. Um, But anyways, they're all marked off, and we went on the one day of the year that was Sienna's biggest day of the year. Why is that? All 17 neighborhoods, they get together, and they have a big horse race. It's been going on for the past 500 years. And this was the day where they all picked their horses. So it was really cool. They all come out wearing all their their neighborhood's pride and their colors. And then they all pick their horses. And as soon as they pick their horses, they chant and do this big parade out of the city with a bunch of people, a bunch of tourists, just looking with their spectator's glasses. So that was really cool. And then uh cool. finally went to Rum afterwards. Rome's pretty self-explanatory. It's right. amazing. i mean the history, everything.
0: Yeah, that would that would be. I mean, I saw some Roman baths in Paris.
1: That you would, you be would like the Roman baths, you, right? I, right, i could right. see you taking a dip. In Roman baths. Oh my gosh! Well, why would you not? Um, why did it's you not? Public nudity is probably one. What do you mean? That's if it's, it's normal, normal there, is it not? No, no. I'm talking about right now. You, I could see you jumping in a public bath right now, even though they're closed off. It's just oh, it's just your hey.
0: <laughs> okay, um, I thought you were just saying I would enjoy one that's a normal running business. No, I don't thing. think you would do it if it was normal. Um, uh, I would do it if it's normal. I, I don't
1: think so. I disagree. I but anyway, Rome had a lot okay. of public baths. It had the Colosseum. It had all these it, we went in the catacombs. Do you know much about what the catacombs are?
0: I know they're burial sites for back when they had like diseases of people. In the no, they're or... burial sites. Yeah, for Christians. For Christians. Because it was cheaper back
1: in the day than just burying them in the
0: ground. So they
1: created an underground tunnel system. Yeah. And you still saw skulls there and stuff like that. So it was kind of
0: freaky actually from like, you know, the Roman times. So. so you're telling me the place where you, they let people come in and check out has skulls. It's got, it's got, there's, that a, few. Always there's a few. have there.
1: always been There's a few. Okay. It's not common at all, but there was a few
0: there. All right. Yeah. Are there places, I'm sure there are, that would be interesting as hell to visit with a guy who lived there and was like, you know how we know the back places
1: of Memphis. Well, no, no, we did. We had yeah. a tour guide that lived there. Okay, so he, he knew everything like,
0: like that. Right, so. but did they take you to where there's like a ton of skeletons? No, 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 no. there is. Didn't. Did they take them all out now? What, what is the deal? They probably, a lot of them just decomposed, and then
1: they probably just cleared all the, the rubbish out of there.
0: I don't know, they, there were
1: just a few left over. Okay, and so they probably had like blocked off. Yeah, exactly, so you. yeah, that, that, was, that was interesting. But yeah, Rome, but it was a great trip. Went to the Mediterranean the final day. Yeah one of the, the best mean? water I, I would think so That's what I'm i mean the caribbean, the caribbean has clearer water mm-hmm. but this is pretty close um right. it's pretty close out there you got the mountains you got everything around you it's it's really beautiful but the fact of being in italy for all this time i didn't have wi-fi or any that had to be so nice news news sources did that feel good yeah it felt
0: good uh, oh I had, it had to feel
1: good it felt oh, pretty good um you, got, don't, got, you, you don't truly
0: enjoy just being out of it. I love being out of it. Like, if I have an excuse for 10 days, guess what? I don't have access to Wi-Fi, guys. I ain't gonna hear anything.
1: I ain't gonna say anything to you. Yeah, I mean, it was good for a couple days. Like After a little while, ago, it got, you know, a little I get, I get sure. that, but um, 10 but, days. I'm but sorry. yeah, anyway, so I didn't really catch much of the news. I didn't catch much of, you know, what's right. been going well, on. All right, well, what, what have you heard? And then I'll go off So, i us just tell you one thing. I heard that Donald Trump was flying in Air Force One, and then he told the crew to turn around and take a detour to North Korea right off the spot and became the first president to walk them into the North Korean grounds um, ever,
0: or at least in... I don't know what the deal is with the story about him just calling it Yeah, he just called I heard he was very, very impromptu, the meeting, since they were over there, and I did re- recall reading stories about how he was like, hey... Yeah, I just want to meet since I'm over here in Japan. Exactly. And
1: they were like, sure. Exactly. And I was, and like, I was like, hmm. I thought that was really crazy. Either way, but. And then I heard. I that's seen, a big deal for I sure. I didn't say much of the Democrat debate.
0: I just heard Oh, Andrew that Adams. was a shit show. And I got to talk with people about that. That was interesting. How cool. I talked with a guy at work, a Republican, conservative guy, and I had a date with that chick. She was very Democratic. Oh, was uh, she really? Yeah. She prepared. had her perspectives. And I was like, what the fuck? They were dumb as shit.
1: Yeah, I, I mean. I don't know how to... They weren't, excuse me, they weren't dumb, but they were just misguided. Okay, okay. That's probably a better word for it. I mean... That is. What I've heard is Joe Biden got his, you know, his ass handed to him by Kamala Harris. I heard Andrew Yang did not do very well, which kind of surprised me. I was like, huh. You know, I'm actually kind of interested in Well, the big, the big racket with Yang was apparently they
0: didn't let him speak very much. Oh, did they not? Apparently not. That's a problem. Like, obviously, like, it was noted about how much he was allowed in question. That's a serious problem. It's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. but he's actually doing somewhat well in the poll for Yeah, my takeaway from the debates was a lot of crazy shit uh, regarding health care for immigrations and the amount of people that raised their hands for it kind of blew me away. Didn't every one of them? Everyone, like, one or two. There was, like, one or two that didn't. But majority... That
1: means that they're not getting the nomination (laughs)
0: They're, They're just, you're not like, going to get like, the nomination if you don't raise your hand for that in the Democrats We're and, actually uh, this, is gonna, this is this is going to be a great segue into the next bit I'm talking about, and moving into what some comedians and and smart people have said about this. But um, it is <laughs> this is way too far left, and that's way too far <laughs> left for. Would you say seventy percent of the country? Oh no doubt. I mean no doubt. Like no like doubt. left and right can agree on that. Like like everyone was like what. Healthcare well, for, for immigrants? immigrants? We're trying to get them...
1: But the thing is, is that those the 30% that are for it are the loudest voices. So that's what all the politicians are hearing. They're saying, health care for all illegal immigrants. They're the loudest voices. They make the most racket so that they think, and therefore, man, I need to pander to this, even though it's not what the majority of America thinks. Yeah. You just hear those loudest voices scream. Yeah, and that's
0: a lot of people that I've, I've heard recently going, hey guys, guess what the left's doing again? They're reaching for the far left and um, going with that voice just because it's the loudest, but it's on the fringe. Okay, yeah, exactly. these fringes have these super loud voices and they the other side thinks it makes up the majority of them and it doesn't.
1: I mean, we'll know in 2020 if it works, but it's hard yeah. for me to believe same that, you go, right, that you go from Donald Trump, that you could beat Donald Trump by going farther left. Mm-hmm. Like that seems kind of counterintuitive to me, but we'll see in 2020. We but will. it just seems I mean, counterintuitive
0: to me. It's still very far away. And I like it. I, honestly, this is just a big fucking joke still. And But but at the moment, do you have any predictions or, or hypothesis? We we've talked about maybe Clinton come back, back in. No, not, a not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Here's here's the one thing I did think about the other day. When is Obama officially endorsing him? Joe Biden? Yeah. Uh, he'll officially endorse him, whoever gets to the primary. Uh,
1: whoever wins the primary. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And the thing is, is the reason why... The Democrats have a different political system than the Republicans do. You know, in the political system for the Republicans, it has delegates, okay, and you elect your delegate who elects your primary convention, your you know your primary guy. The Democrat Party they have these things called super delegates, which eventually means they can determine who. This is very watered down, but they can determine whoever they want to be the president. The president. That's how what screwed Bernie out of the president uh, that oh, last true. year. So. Whatever happens. Our it's, local systems I
0: know whatever
1: happens, the Democrat establishment is gonna put their person in. So that's why I think Joe Biden will Oh uh,
0: true. Yeah. But uh, That's yeah. funny. But, that's gonna be fun. Well, I tell you what, it's either honestly, one of the persons who does not sound the brightest to me on that stage, but apparently people are kind of pushing right now. Kamala. Yeah, everyone's pushing Kamala because she's, she's a black lady. She's Jamaican, yeah. Well, she's barely black, yeah. So. She's black. Right. <laughs> yeah. Crowder, Crowder's like, she, she's half black. She's like
1: Obama. Oh. No, she's <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Kamala Harris. She's definitely, this is what I thought, I, I heard she went after Joe Biden. That's what I've heard. But they thought the power ticket would be Biden and she Kamala did. Harris. That's what I heard. I think that's what they want, is Biden and Kamala Harris. Because she brings out the black vote. Biden just
0: doesn't bring out.
1: Right. Like, who's going to, who, 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 when are
0: going to be like, oh yeah, but when are, when are people going to wake up and go, guess what? This, this is, is the, a big game. It's all just, all right, we need this uh, this piece for these people and we get this and then it's all also at the same time. We're trying Biden to might through. be the-, the whitest dude Oh, he's so, once. well, running. she just, well, that's going to be hilarious if that is the power ticket, because she just called him out for this, like, They'll make it work. They'll, yeah. make it yeah. work. they'll make, make, yeah, they'll they'll make they it work. They will make it work. She doesn't really
1: think that about Joe Biden. She just said She it needed some the votes. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, exactly.
0: That's it, everything is Literally, you know, right before it's they go show. up, she's going to go, hey, Biden, look, I'm going to call you out for this real quick. I'm just, I'm going to go this far and no further, you come out and Look, come back, I'm giving you yeah, exactly. I appreciate it. That's what they do. <laughs> Look, all Washington DC is Washington, exactly Washington
1: D C is Hollywood for ugly people. Okay? Yeah. That's what Ted Cruz said. He says it's Hollywood
0: for and ugly Ted people. Ted Cruz is one of them. But Yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I tell you what, Ted Cruz I think he's a uh, I think he's got a, a flame ignited again for being a Republican with this Dan Crenshaw guy kind of showing him what some youth and vitality will do. In a congressperson position, what do you what do you mean? By I'm me? just seeing Cruz constantly down at the border, constantly talking oh. about stuff. Cruz is, you know, he's trying to. Oh, Cruz get, is he, Cruz is the he's man. He's rolling. He's back rolling. Cruz is one of those man. people that he when, at 13 he would go out on the
1: street and write the U.S. Constitution from memory on a chalk. Are you serious? Yeah, I heard a story like that about it. Like, okay, sounds this. like a sounds like a Colin for politics. Exactly. So this guy is just you know dedicated since the beginning of time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that's why, honestly, probably the reason why he didn't win the nomination, too. He's just, he's not personable whatsoever. He's just like, "Oh, the Constitution Article 2 says this, and, you know, stuff like that. You know, uh-huh. if you're not personable, you're not going to get pre- presidency. But,
0: uh, yeah, so that was pretty interesting. That's interesting. Okay, well, i tell you what. Right before I pivot from um, our perspectives on this and of what I've been hearing people speak about it, real quick, how did you enjoy your fourth? Was it a... Uh, so it sounded like a classic American one. I had a down the lake and no shooting fireworks this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if okay. i have yet.
1: I, I still have a hundred dollars worth of fireworks. All right, I'm still going to get to that. Uh, but it was a great Fourth. Went down to the, the Wolf River. Yeah, with some friends, had a cookout, shot off some fireworks. Uh, classic. Put got some a ton of American
0: gear. Just feeling really prideful about this. Oh, absolutely. This is the day. This is one of my happy days. I tell you what, it is, you know, I had some stuff that kind of spoiled it a little bit, but I enjoyed most of the day. Um, Just, I don't know, reflect on the country for sure. And the fact that I I love that there's been so much gun talk recently, and we're celebrating this day um, because of armed people, and because, like, literally because of the Second Amendment. Exactly. Like, it just blows my mind that people are like, and also, I saw Will Witt's video with him interviewing people in Santa Monica Beach. And I get that they don't know, like, President's Day, Labor Day, all that shit. Like, he asked them about, like, you know, why we celebrate this? How, you know, what's the history behind this? People don't know. No. But he asked them about July 4th. Why do we celebrate July 4th? And there were people who had no fucking clue. And it's not like these people were messed up or anything. These were very sensible-looking people on the beach just enjoying the day. What? July 4th. The name? July 4th.
1: Is celebrating the birthday of the country that brought, reminding us of unalienable rights, state sovereignty, religious heritage. Yeah. Standing the up to of government. The country that lets you burn
0: its own flag.
1: Exactly. The country that's literally brought capitalism and spread peace along the world. That fought two great world wars. to yeah. end. Evil empires that were trying to take over the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. We are right there. We are, we
0: are hella not perfect, but we are hella fucking good at a lot of other stuff now so yeah right. and are, that's just like everybody else but we enjoy it better exactly for sure so with that being said let's uh i'm gonna move into some funny things that uh i've heard about what comedians talk about in podcasts regarding recent news uh, we also got in to get in didn't even mention the um but this this will come up now the protests that antifa got into and they poured the milkshake on this journalist, who's very conservative. What journalist? Andy, no. Oh, I've heard. I heard a little bit about this, right? Video. and it's. let <laughs> I mean, uh
1: what 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 have you heard about it? I just I just remember hearing something about Eric Weinstein and Joe Rogan talking about it, um. And that milkshake has become a very big thing. Uh, that people just like to go buy a milkshake and then throw it on something.
0: Yeah, I um, heard. Uh, you, you know, I know Gavin
1: McGinnis did a little spoof one time. Right, I'm where? sure he can make
0: some great commentary on this. But you know, the guy that I'm actually, I'll probably go buy tickets for here in a second. Uh, Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon, yes. you know is him. He's coming to Memphis. He's coming to Zanies. You need to come. Wait, where's Zanies? August, Nashville. It's like what August fourth or sixth. Or Tim Dillon is the man. He's he is. Uh, he's making some racket right now. Right now, he just moved from uh, New York to L.A. and he's kind of getting his own social media shit together but it's about to blow up for sure and uh, man he's he's made some podcasts and some stand-up bits that are just outrageously funny and dark and um what's the word uh, i'm trying to think of something that's very sarcastic and He's, it's outside to, the, he's, outside he's outside the he's box. He's I'm not politically correct. Uh, he's edgy. Yeah, I love it. But yeah. anyway, he says he's, he's the white Joey Diaz. Yeah, he's the white Joey Diaz. Something like that. Real, a real comedian. Actual, like not bullshit. But he gets into that issue with Andy No and he's like, "Why would y'all? Why would y'all throw? These are the kind of people who do nothing." For their neighbors, they don't do anything, but yet they preach like, oh, we need to help these immigrants, and we need to fight back against this. They're also people that have always won fights their whole life. And by fights, I mean online talks and arguments. And now they think they can be crown champ and go out in the real world with masks and shit on and do the same thing. And guess what? They can. You know what? If you're going to take milkshakes and throw them in journalists, why don't you gather up those milkshakes you're throwing away and take them down to the damn immigrant kids? Okay, and give them a milkshake. You know what it'd be like giving a milkshake to someone in prison? Like right now, I'd like a milkshake. Okay, I would love a milkshake. Like oh my gosh! Like think of what's a good milkshake? Uh, let's go with Sonic. A a Sonic, cool Sonic or Chick Fil A. Chick-fil-A. The Oreo McFlurry from Chick-fil-A. McDonald's is incredible. Oreo. So Oreos. Anyways, imagine right now someone bringing this in, you'd be like, "That's awesome." Imagine being cookout. Oh my gosh! In a prison, for crossing into a country illegally, getting a milkshake. All right, that'd be good to you. Wouldn't do anything for him, but it's good for him. Anyway, that was some of his thoughts. And then also Eric Weinstein, you mentioned we can start getting Let's into that podcast. That, in one, Eric that one was a
1: very big deal. Eric Weinstein is kind of the founder of the Intellectual Dark Web. He's, right, he's and the they brought that coined, back up. He's the guy who coined the term. The Intellectual Dark Web, because we haven't talked much about it, but it's Jordan Peterson, it's Ben Shapiro, it's the Weinstein
0: brothers. It's uh, Joe Rogan. He's tried to fade Sam out. Sam Harris. But I know Joe Rogan's been trying to fade I, out. Of he it. did it a little bit because he says he's just been a he's had some fun episodes since. Oh yeah, real no, big ones, no doubt. But, but you know he's going to bring Pearson and all these guys. The back essential the idea
1: beginning. behind it is that they were seeing a lot of uh, attacks on freedom of thought and freedom of speech, and people yeah. trying to shut down, you know, just ideas and just you know, just discussing ideas. So they got together and they said, we don't agree on much, okay? But what we do agree on are the big
0: concepts of having conversation, freedom having of dialogue. Open, honest, um, like not attack speech I mean, for speaking in the and moment. Like, so like Ben
1: Shapiro is a staunch Republican. Jordan Peterson is a huge independent. The Weinstein brothers are Democrats. Joe Rogan, who knows what he is. Sam Harris is a big Democrat. Like they're all just completely yeah, different. But anyways, well, Eric Weinstein was the guy who kind of started the whole thing. And he's like really into it. Like you see, he gets giddy when he talks about it. And yeah, he starts smiling. He's like the intellectual dark web. And Joe Rogan makes him about it all the time. But anyways, Eric Weinstein, he had a big con. He's a, he's a mathematician. He is a, a chief investment officer or something at uh, Peter Thiel's hedge fund. So he's a very big brain guy. And that's where he kind of gets into some of these ideas. He has big thoughts. So what were some of the
0: ideas that it was the, the portals. What were some of the ideas that you were hearing about,
1: mm. that he was trying to Yeah, use? I want
0: to get into his whole uh, announcement of starting a podcast named Portals and, and why he names it that. I think that's really important wouldn't mind ending with it. But some of his other stuff he got into, intellectual dark web, how that's affected uh, all those guys you spoke about in their podcast, how they handle themselves now, what the media's done about it. um thought that was interesting. They've attacked. Ben Rubin a lot. Dave Rubin. Dave, sorry. He's Dave another Rubin. founding member of the... Reuben. Right. And uh, that's because he... And they admitted he, he had slipped up more. But they, it's not like they found that a big deal because you do that when you're talking in the moment. Yeah. And so that little reason gives them to attack him a little bit more than all the others. And they'd like to just take out all of them because what what does it affect? Uh, what, what do you think it's, it's, it's really getting at if, with them speaking open and honestly talking about how uh the media and people should handle themselves on the internet what it's, is the what's the ripple they're creating it's fighting
1: back against centralized control right and i think that's the main idea like for instance we've talked a lot about this but stephen crowder um he was getting attacked by vox and they're like this is just a you know an independent guy on youtube speaking his mind but they're trying to attack him well vox is a centralized control nbc one of the Largest corporations uh, in you know in the United States in the world, they want to have centralized control, and they just uh, invested two hundred million dollars, I believe, into Box for putting their stuff on YouTube. They don't like other voices that are threatening the status quo, and this, right. they are the status quo. So that's what the intellectual dark web is. They're threatening the status quo by talking about
0: big issues yeah. and change and big ideas. They, going off that point, they even talked about. How can they get their podcast set up via being paid for Bitcoin and stuff? And decent Like that's, way. that's that's like they're they're been on a level and that's kind of been mentioned about you know okay. them. But then when they start talking about, it, you're like, I right, here we go. Let's let's with, fully with, get let's off real the system. Let's quickly get into a little
1: bit about cryptocurrency. So I've just watched a yeah documentary. Uh, okay. Um, I've been getting a little bit into it here. I'm really liking the idea. And I'm really... Well, you know what's funny is people
0: go... Is there are people, smart people we know that go, it's great, great, look, go, yes, good, this is the future. Other people go, this is bullshit.
1: A lot of people say it's bullshit. Like, a lot of people do. But this is why they say it. They say it's just, it's too volatile, etc. It's, gonna it's die based out. on nothing. This is what happened. It started out at like 7 cents for a Bitcoin. Okay? Right. People started getting into it. Uh-huh. They saw it. And it skyrocketed <clears throat> to like $50,000.
0: How do we know that's real? How do we know that it's not a bubble? Someone fucking. Yeah, this? exactly. So, of course, when it goes that high, of course, it's going to drop
1: eventually. So, it had a crash. Yep. Okay. And so, everyone's like, oh, you can't trust Bitcoin anymore. But now it's leveled out.
0: It's becoming a very respected currency at this point in time. And the thing that's very interesting about Was that just due to time? Because it's been out now for what? Five seven, years. five years? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was, or five or seven years, it's somewhere around there. It's like twenty twelve, maybe so seven years. I'm okay, not sure, right. Um, but you think it's mainly just because of time? Yeah, exactly. It's lasted, it,
1: it's it's it's, it's getting else. it's getting in the steam, but also the thing behind it is, governments with their currency, they can print money. They print money all the time. Right. And that's inflation. So they're actually devaluing their currency. Bitcoin has a set amount of Bitcoin. I don't know. It's like forty one million Bitcoin. I'm not completely sure on the exact number, but they have a set amount of Bitcoin. So there's a cap on it. That's what gives you it gives it value. Gold, there's a set amount of gold in the world, okay? Yeah. You can't just like create gold, okay? You can't manufacture it, but you can with currencies. So yeah. gold is always gonna have value. That's the same thing with Bitcoin. And that's why I think it's gonna be strong for a long time. And that's why it's interesting with why the all these people are like, let's start getting paid in Bitcoin. Yeah, like Eric Weinstein and stuff like that. And even very big banks. I've been reading up about this too. Are in getting into the cryptocurrencies. Citibank, one of the largest banks in the world, um, just created Citibank 2.0, which is called the called the decentralized bank. Yeah, I heard about that. So, it's getting into cryptocurrencies. It's becoming more respected. And if you get those banks' support behind the cryptocurrencies, it's going to become incredibly stronger. So that's a little interesting, and that's probably why they're starting to trying to get paid more in Bitcoin because governments can't control Bitcoin. They can't control blockchain, blockchain technology, um, but that's the essential idea behind it. And I think, I think that'd be ideal, honestly, if they could get something like that going. Because YouTube is going to start censoring. We know pay, or YouTube is censoring, Patreon is censoring. How can we find? I was just listening to a, a podcast today by this guy named Dylan Geik. He's had, he was a uh, he, he's a young guy. He's he's a YouTuber, but he started a podcast. that's talking to a lot of people, and he was saying look, my whole livelihood is based on YouTube, but now I'm looking at it right now and I'm seeing all these guys getting censored. I'm like, man, I could get censored if I just slip up one time and my whole livelihood's gone. I'd watch there was something, some alternative. Yeah, And I don't know what... Jordan Peterson, Dave Rubin, they've created... A, they're creating an alternative right now. Is that, they're trying to start something. Do you remember Jordan Peterson, that?
0: uh, that's called Luminary. Is that, is that it's what a, it's called? It's a podcasting broadcast site, but... He, people can't just go on it and make it they pick they they get big name people and it's just about like they have a good, they have a good they have a good policy it's like just open and like whatever and there's no this and that but it's not like this amazing system people can just start using it's not okay. like youtube okay All right. yeah All right. well with something that's but, strange. so anyway i was looking at bitcoin bitcoin has apparently a limit of 21 million bitcoins okay, that was it. And it can be, that number can be adjusted once they've reached the year 2140. It's a long time from now. It's 120 years.
1: Yeah, so it's pretty set. Right,
0: yeah. right. that's interesting. Well, um, so moving from, I guess, social media censoring how people are handling and adjusting the into Dark Web, Where do we go from there? Uh, Eric Weinstein, is there anything else? Because I can talk, I can go into the narrative thing a little bit in a second, or is there anything else that stood out for me in that that episode? He he also got into um, academia, leaving the planet. Um, I don't know about that. What do you think about leaving the planet? I feel like that's, I actually don't recall his actual thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I, I've only listened to half the clip
1: of it, so I can't remember. Yeah, it was kind of long. It was a long clip, and I was just like, this is so out of this world crazy. I just don't yeah. like investing my time into watching the whole thing. But
0: the this, alternative, like, I'll tell you this. No i um, tell you this. He agreed that the moon and Mars, our closest ones, are uninhabitable. And yeah, that's true. Uh, why would we fucking go there other than if to get it's minerals? perfect
1: here? If all the, the perfect I get world measurements world. Yeah. lined up for us to have perfect life here, why would we try? And
0: yeah. And one, one thing else that stood out to me that I do remember him saying is that he checks himself out. He is in another state of thinking about the world and what he knows about it to where he just says he mentally checks out at times and it's as if he leaves the planet. I'm dead serious because he just talks. That's when they get into what he thinks about daily, how he goes about thinking it, uh, what that state of of consciousness is like uh, compared to like DMT and compared to um, like Kanye and artists. Do You see that a little bit? Okay. Um, I know what you're talking about. Right. The fact that he just has an understanding that there's so much going on in this world and that there's so many signs pointing to that there's something greater out there and there's another dimension which kind of will lead me into the whole portal discussion in a second but that he's made that his whole kind of work in life is to study figure out and continue he said this einstein's theory because einstein's theory is like the base if we know that there's nothing less that einstein has established about time travel and relativity to mass and and space and those measurements we know that's the base, then there's gotta be a lot more to be discovered. And so he's constantly thinking about that thing. And what's the what's the next big question or direction to line up math and physics and the intellectual into what why are we here? What's the next thing? How does this whole thing pan out? All of that. I'm glad there are people like that who are interested like that's in a that type of stuff. Really, really dynamic. But also at the same complicated time, I question. Know how you can gather the Ex- exactly from, from physical physics you know yeah I, I don't i don't think i don't think physics can answer moral questions i don't want to think that,
1: that type of stuff can
0: that's, I think that's that's what he's trying to that's but, what he says he's trying to do
1: hey why not try it like, why not try and through, see if you can but i don't think that's possible i'd be interested to hear that response to that but i don't think that you can use physics and use science to determine what the meaning of life is like that's the meaning of life is a metaphysical question. Metaphysical, yep. not
0: physical, not right. physics, not science. It's but I think what he's saying is there's enough metaphysical things in science that at least point to the question of, hey, there is something else out here. That stories and the metaphysical intellectual side of people and why we're here is enough questioning and, and interest That there are scientific things that appear, whether it's in space or things we can study here, that just don't have an explanation or blow our minds. So what he thinks is that... Like, 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 here here he gives an example. He goes into how a biologist um, first mapped the full DNA gene code and brain, um, like circuitry, of an amoeba. of Like this tiny little um, worm thing that lives in the ocean. It's got just like one function of reproduce, it's got all the very simple digestive tract and and circulatory, whatever. And he mapped all that out and it's just, it blows your mind when you look at the diagram of it. And they haven't mapped out anything else fully since, but it's like one of the most basic life forms. So that's one example, he goes, look, and a lot of the diagrams are in circles and whatnot, but that's just how they're framed and that's kind of neat. That they all, you know, they all have to intersect. When he's like lining up, okay, this gene goes to this character trait and makes this function, and he knows each chemical. They mapped it out that far, it blows your mind. But they can't do it. They're not scientific enough, and technology not advanced enough to do like a cat or dog or something it's like that. Okay. He would, blow, he's saying it he would blow your mind, and we will never. He said we'll never be able to, for many decades, to map that stuff out and have a better understanding of everything that functions. In another organism body, and especially the human body. And so for that reason and many others, there's something much, much greater that built and designed this whole thing called. Yeah, it's life. So clone.
1: I don't understand that. How can we clone we don't we, understand the ins and outs of the human body? Exactly. We're we're fucking around with a dangerous technology right now. And that's the thing, you know, being worth you know, being trying to value progress the highest. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think for crime value and product science. So That's another thing I remember Vladimir Putin just came out the other day with a quote that said, The country that that masters AI will rule the world. That's something I don't want to fuck around with. That's
0: okay, the, that's I think we have a little bit better on actually no, I don't want to say that. I think it's very it's equally a, a dangerous that's, technology. That's what I'm saying. That you know, I can't I'm believe dangerous. that that leader of that country came out and said. Like, like he's just asking for, can we have another Cold War? Yeah. That's exactly what he said. I was just listening listen to that. And if and... y'all haven't been up to date on what Russia does, um, recently there was a Cuba ban uh, where Trump set up no more visitors and travelers from the U.S. to Cuba. And Russia immediately rolled in a warship into their harbor. Exactly. What is. Look, Russia's just fucking around right now.
1: And that's the thing. I was just listening to a podcast with uh, John Katzman. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's a very successful businessman. And he, what he was saying, he's, he was going around. He's like, "Look, our biggest geopolitical foe right now is China. There's no doubt." He's like and then he goes, "Russia. Look, they're not militarily. We could take them, no doubt. Their economy's in shambles. The only thing that Russia has right now is yeah. that they are ahead of us on AI." And that's what he said. Yeah, it's just like
0: i a. I've never thing. seen examples of that, or, or do I have enough comprehension to know what that looks like? But that just sounds freaky. I know, exactly. I don't even know. I just know from the movies. I know exactly what AI happens
1: in the movies. It takes over and then the humans have to try and fight back. I feel like it's a tool that can if weaponized, can be incredibly dangerous,
0: you know, for the whole human race. Well, here's my best hypothesis on what they're actually doing with that AI. What's that? I think they're hacking and I think they're joined with China. And it's going to come out years from now in this huge fucking scandal. Hmm. Or if that, or if they choose to do something correct with it and destroy a lot of Americans' lives via the internet because all of our stuff's on it. That's true. All of it. I guarantee you, if they're putting the resources in AI, that's where the the direction they would try to attack with right now and what seems most plausible and and likely to happen. How dangerous your whole life is on. Yep. everything your bills everything your bank accounts and it just your kind of, social media and if i if i got to be real what i would have to compare this to is like you ever seen movies of a town getting popped up out west and they're just kind of building shit out of like lumber like it's yeah it's a house and everything you know the internet popped up and boom, there's this this uh you know explosion of, of people congregating and making buildings and functioning things but it's rudimentary and it's quick. People eventually had to redo it and they got smarter with the technology. And right now, I think we're in the west of <laughs> setting oh, up the we're internet. We're in the wild
1: west right now. Of the, the internet. internet. <laughs> and, now, and now government's coming in and there's regulations now. Yeah. It's also That's exactly it's at what we're in. At. at the same time. It's slowed down. It's slowed down at the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. We can go ahead and get a little more on the white side. Yeah, let's close it out with portals. But, um,. What well, got, got me interested in his new podcast named Portals, um, like I explained, he's going to go into detailed length with people who are uh, willing to talk about that kind of stuff with him and delve into it in that podcast. He, he's also trying out some new looks and topics and ideas, uh, angles of approach with conversation, so that's going to be interesting. is incredibly hard to listen to at points of time. Oh, he is, but it's Rogan made it interesting. They, yeah, they chop it up great, with funny bits, and he had a great. He was his best podcast with Joe Rogan. Yeah, did. oh, for and sure. I think that's the thing. He's so big brain, you
1: can only take him in doses. Yeah, but I'm gonna be glad that he has a podcast coming out, so you can have that occasional yeah. listen. Yeah, where you're able to hear, man, I, I need to nerd out
0: right now. I need to. to Sometimes you need something. to nerd out, yeah. and he
1: will tell it to you exactly.
0: But the mm-hmm. idea of portals in the human story is very very interesting to me because i've grown up with an education that has read a lot of books from you've got wizard of oz to Lion witch in the wardrobe sci-fi novels you've got um the very very prolific book that he spoke about and the name does not come to me at the moment but i'll find it in a second it's a great story book for for children particularly maybe middle school uh, of who they go through this time machine that only shows up for kids uh, in this developing time of their lives and takes them through this adventure on an island. But everything is very satire um, of the characters and the names of things. I'll, I'll pull it up in a second. But this idea of there's another dimension, there's there's another way that people can, at some point in their life, particularly around there's a lot of characters, you know, young adults who are experiencing this. Oh, this is what I'm after, or... This is the adventure that can go on. And they, they eventually come back to their real world. and They're set off with this something they can chase. So that's something he wants to reignite and explore more. I think it's essential to people's education. I think people, a lot of people are lacking that, seeing that, hey, guess what? Not only do we tell it in stories, but in history and science and just uh, everyday lives with people, there's this common theme of... Portals and other dimensions to to something else greater out there, something that created us or the potential for more. That's the thing, though. I think he's trying to
1: bridge the gap between what our thoughts are on portals and how it's showed up throughout history yep. with being there must be. A, he's trying to link those two. There must be something else, some portal, you know, some different dimensions, that type of thing. But at the same time, it could just be that it's our imagination, and we want to just. The reason why we want to believe it is that we just want to believe that this is not it that we're this cannot be it we are not fulfilled enough that would be my response to it but we are not if our lives are not fulfilling enough here on this earth there must be something else mm-hmm. and how do we always combat that We always combat that by saying we believe in a higher being and that's god he's going a different route he's saying that there's a different path and that path is that there's more forms there's more dimensions there's something else, there's more to this earth, which is true, but he's just veering off that path to God and he's yeah. trying to find. There must be, we can find our metaphysical meaning to life through science, through physics, and just right. discovering it. But while this whole entire time, we've had this idea of worlds, we've had this idea of other beings and stuff like that, other potential areas of life, because we don't want to believe that we are it. And that reason, the reason why we don't want to believe we're it is because we are not conditioned. God, but at least my position, is, is we are not enough. God is enough. I think that's why. We yeah,
0: do, I think I think there's I a think sense of off. awe and wonder that you have to be settled with when you start to realize those things about um, our humanity, is that when you do say, okay, all right, there's something bigger out there, and Christianity kind of has an explanation for it. But a lot of other people go, oh no, no, I just gotta I gotta keep hunting for it. And I'm like, mm, it's there's the answer. There it is. This he's is what he's I'll there, great he, there's a lot of missing holes right now, but it's because we're finite. This is where I'll say that. That's where I go. And
1: someone who actually explained it really well is Paul. And I heard him explain it the game a couple weeks ago when we were downstairs. He's okay. Like, Look, we we all have a basic common belief right now that there has to be something else. Right. You have to believe that there's intelligent design here. Okay? Yeah. And we can all kind of agree on that. Some there's atheists who don't. But it's pretty dead set there has to be something else yeah and we can agree with that with their point. so let's look at it right, more quickly right now the bible in the old testament has outlined a set of prophecies that have dated from different authors the end of it straight contingent like consistent throughout the hundreds of years that the old testament written. yeah that all authors despite growing up in different areas had the same revelation that there would be a son who comes back and fulfills a prophecy right this is throughout the Old Testament. Yep. Then, hundreds of years later, a couple hundred years later, Jesus of Nazareth is born. And at this point in time, he comes and he fulfills all those prophecies. He feels for dying on the cross, for, you know, to destroying sin. And it comes and he, it shows. He was crucified, um, that he fully did die. They had four different executioners come and examine his body to make sure he was dead. And then he was thrown in a tomb. And for three days he rotted in a tomb, and then he awoke. And rose from the dead and then went off and spoke to crowds of hundreds of people. Eyewitness accounts of this. Five he went and spoke to a crowd of five hundred people. I think that there for proofs. If you have all these consistent authors right there yeah. actually saying this is what's gonna happen, then a guy comes and he actually does what happens. And he does exactly what it says. I think that basically proves it. So if we agree that there has to be something else, and then all these authors are claiming there is something else to Christ, and then he comes and visits. I think that's where the discussion ends at this point, right? And other people just choosing to disregard that, and they're trying to find other physical, metaphysical ways of trying to describe it, what the meaning of life is. Like yeah. Sam Harris says, how science can answer moral questions.
0: That type of stuff when it's right here in front of them, but and I think
1: that's what Eric wants is the saying,
0: yeah. yeah, they are, but that no, that just makes me think about how that's the that's the story and lineage, um, not lineage, but book and and story that's been preserved throughout time and our culture and, and our religion and other religions carry you know their stories on as well but that's what the uh you know the negative eye view of, of culture media society whoever controls it tries to attack they attack the story they try to fill it in with other ones, ones ones that are false they they toss in science saying up oh, all this stuff is devoid when it's like oh, no science keep proving in these other areas but since they can control the stream of media that gets to you, they can definitely manipulate what the public generally sees and understands about that, what you spoke about. Yeah. So it's frustrating at times, but we uh, we definitely want to hold fast to those beliefs. And it also made me think about how, um, I think Tim Dillon also commented on that, that, what is it? Uh, there was something I'll eventually think of. It. But that book, I eventually looked it up, was named Phantom Tollboot written in 1961. Phantom uh, Tollboot. Phantom Yeah, I've yeah, read that. That's a classic. Yeah, so yeah, that's that. the book. Um, I'm fascinated with it. Did you read that for um, last book conversation? I, I did. And you know what? Oh, yeah, that's right. That. And there was something else mm-hmm. neat to me. So not only did he mention these books that were uh, something I had grown up with in my education and recognized knew about, but he also mentioned... Um, so the the cathedral of Legao, I want to say it's it's a either a Spanish, I want to say Spanish cathedral, and I've never heard of this one, and I've seen cathedrals, seen quite a few, studied them, uh, a year after I was out of high school, did a gap year program studying Western culture particularly, but the cathedral he brought up blew my mind, and it was a uh, majority of it was constructed by this architect who just he had these otherworldly designs for spires and uh, the inside supports to the uh, columns, as well as the stained glass arrangements in these wonderful oval shapes. Let all the light in and different colors. Ooh, what was the cathedral? Again? Uh, Le- Like type in L A then G A U D D E. Uh, gonna be like a Spanish architect. Yeah, and, and that just Lagarde. Lagarde. Is it Notre Dame de la Maybe is sure. it? Does it? There should be some pictures, and it should like these like uh, round spirals or spires on the front of it. Probably like six or seven amazing stonework. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was very interesting to me to to start thinking about you know the architecture and these. I mean, he he wanted to account that as that's someone who believed in portals, other dimensions, and. And constructed his his design in that direction, and he absolutely had to. That was a church, that was a building towards a God, someone who uh, that's that's kind of what it looks like. But I'll, I'll find some better pictures. But anyway, um, no humans. It was neat having him admit that humans even build architecture structures in in the idea and direction of there's another spirit greater than us, and there's another that spirit exists in Whoa, another dimension. Not- I wouldn't say anymore. Anymore, but we have it went historically. Oh, he historically, pointed out. Historically, yes. Yeah. I mean, just coming back from the Renaissance architecture, every single
1: bit of it pointed towards God. That was mm-hmm. what the, the idea of it for cathedrals specifically is what I'm talking about. Um, a lot of it had to do with humanism, um, pointing towards man. But the cathedrals themselves, they all pointed towards God. I just went to the Sistine Chapel. The Sistine Chapel is one of the most renowned uh, cathedrals. In the oh wow, this is does that I'm yes? okay. We're looking
0: currently. All right, at, they named the name of the architect is like Gaudi, G A U D I, in Barcelona. It, the outside blows your mind. The inside does it as equally, if not more. This might be. This looks like it came from Atlantis under the sea. That's what I'm saying, dude. It,
1: it looks ridiculous. Um, it has. I'm not gonna do due diligence first. No, absolutely not. You, go, you have to go check it out. You're just going to have to look it up. But i just could not do due diligence to to just explain that what's up. Check gosh. out the inside.
0: <laughs> 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 I've Like, I've been to Notre Dame. I've been to Chartres Cathedral, you know, about 70 miles outside of France and near Versailles, past Versailles. I've been it's to other cathedrals. It looks Renaissance, um, medieval, and it looks it modern. Looks, it looks it modern, modern blows your at the mind. same <laughs> It's obviously not,
1: not modern, but it's got the, it's Renaissance and modern mixed together. Yeah. It's the most, that is the most ridiculous cathedral I've ever seen in my life. Um, For sure. Oh
0: my gosh. All right, Max, do you mind if I, uh, I'm going to say we've, we've gone full circle okay. and I wouldn't mind closing now with a, a, a nod or a, a snap to Theo Vaughn's clip with Brendan Shaw. You'll have to go check that out. The one where they uh, get some relationship to advice to a when they say 19-year-old woman who, who has a lot of cheating uh, this one, boyfriends. This
1: one, and they I don't know how we're to bring this full circle whatsoever. We're not bringing this
0: one full top. circle. We've already brought this conversation <laughs> right, brought full, full circle. circle. You'll have to go check that we're out. We're going to have to talk
1: about a different issue. Now. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This might have been one of the funniest clips that I've seen from King of the State. Yeah. Um, essentially, this girl, this girl is nineteen years old, incredibly yeah. attractive girl.
0: Very yes, peaceful. nine for sure, um, nine point five. She, she sends a comes video on to
1: Theo and Brendan, and she mm-hmm. comes in and says, "Okay, so I've been dating a guy for two years, and he just dumped me. And he just cheated on me. This has happened multiple times now. I don't know what I'm doing wrong." And she brings up that she always makes sure that she's doing. Laundry around the house, always make sure that meals are prepared, etc. And then she's like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. She's like, What am I doing wrong here? And I'm like, Are you about to play some
0: of it? So, yeah, we just gave her her call in That's basically. Call in. This is some of their response. Yeah. She a 1950s housewife. <laughs> i like, oh, myself This is what she likes to do. Be at home, do recipes, take care of the house, take care of the kids. Oh, yeah, working. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> Get me out of this, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a game in busters and the power's out, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> is still playing all the games. He's <laughs> still kicking the ticket machine when the tickets aren't coming out. Who okay, cares why they're not coming out? It takes seventy thousand tickets to get a damn whistle, you idiot. <laughs> 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 Alright, let's let this poor lady finish. Okay. All right. all right folks it's uh it's sunday night we would call it an even you you uh, get that rest in and uh get after this week we appreciate you listening and uh until next time for sure